Welcome back to Podcast 97 of 2023. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. You can follow me on Twitter at OBKiev. Follow us at The Oddsbreakers and follow us on social media slash The Oddsbreakers. This episode is being brought to you by this season. For the best contest in all of sports, please visit www.theszn.com slash OB. Play for thousands of dollars with thousands of people. Across the land, if you like to support the Icebreakers and benefit from our premium plays, please visit theicebreakers.com, click shop, become a member, pick any for premium cappers to get their premium plays before the line moves. You can also support us on patreon.com. And if nothing else, please visit the Icebreakers and become a free picks and telegram subscriber. What a weekend of football, my friends. Bowl season is rolling Line value is flying in. <laughs> I can't believe Old Dominion moved all the way up to six and a half here. Gave that out last week to you at two and a half, but our bowl season is off to a fantastic start. We nailed uh, Miami, Ohio plus six and a half. Very rainy game. Uh, lost on New Mexico State. That was a head scratcher for me for sure. Uh, we, we took... Uh, Avoided actually, not took a bad beat on Louisiana against Jacksonville State. I mean, Jacksonville State threw like three pick sixes, and uh, Louisiana was still in the game and then kind of choked it away at the end in overtime. But they covered the three and a half, and that was huge for us. Like I said, line value means uh, pretty much everything. And then we obviously hit the UCLA minus one, which started out really rocky. And then Chase Garbers came in, thank God, to kind of save the day. But on the other end of the spectrum, we hit our NFL uh, Indianapolis minus two and a half. We hit our Vikings plus four and a half. And I think that's all we had for Saturday. Uh, I think we had a buyback, actually, a live bet also that we nailed on Cincinnati. Uh, that was nice too at plus 160 actually got plus 250 as well uh live bet that twice because i mean nick mullins that dude knows how to choke at the end of football games but sunday a little bit more flat we were i believe four and four uh one and one in teasers lost the refuse to lose teaser unfortunately thank goodness to dallas and their woes and their sickness and all that fun stuff that happened on sunday but either way was a great weekend in sports betting. Pretty close to even in the UFC, but man, that event was absolutely fantastic. So starting with a recap, really makes more sense to talk a little NFL right now. It's still kind of early in bowl season here. More people are interested right now in a recap in the NFL. So Chargers Raiders, I mean, Chargers didn't even show up. Uh, To be honest with you, it wasn't even the quarterback's fault as much as it was the defense and the fumbling on the offense. It was just absolutely ridiculous how much they fumbled that game away. I was in shock on how these players didn't really give a damn. Uh, you th- usually think that when there's a quarterback injury, the team tries a little bit harder for the next guy. I mean, there's usually a little bump for that, but apparently not uh, this week, so... That's very strange. I mean, Easton Stick threw three touchdowns in one interception. 
not that a lot of that wasn't garbage, but still, there was garbage time involved. But man, I mean, the fumbles that this team had, uh, four of them and all of them lost, <laughs> that was absolutely insane. I- I've never seen anything like it. Uh, it f- Stick did fumble two of them, so we'll give him... Yeah, make sure we credit him with that. But Joshua Kelly early in the game fumbled one. Darius Davis on a punt fumbled one. Pretty much gave the Raiders anything they wanted. And the score ended up being 63 to 21. 42 to nothing at half. I think that's only happened like one time in the modern area of uh, football. And uh, that was just plenty embarrassing for this team. But uh, if you go through Saturday, I mean... Not any huge upsets. The Colts were a little slight favorites, so they ended up blowing out the Raiders and blowing out a lot of teaser legs. The Bengals came back because of uh, Nick Mullins and the Vikings' O'Connell, O'Connell's play-calling woes. It just seems to be like a lot of these teams just don't know how to call plays at the end of the game, and the Lions blew out the Broncos uh, at the end of the night. But uh, the Bears, another situation where they are very close to making the playoffs. They have been... In a really nice position if they won that game and they choked it all away at the end up by 10 points it deep into the fourth quarter and choked the full game away because that's what they do they choke uh they call the wrong plays they play very poor defense somehow at the end you can't cover cover the main guy in in Najoku, the guy that's been torturing you and you just still refuse to cover him you, you blitz on a third and 15 when you just need to stop him there's just been some terrible decisions by the coach Eberflus, you know, the, you wonder how these guys become coaches, especially Brandon Staley, you know, but we don't have to worry about that no more. Uh, the big upset was the Bucks really beating the Packers. And uh, that was because the Packers were about a three, three and a half point favorite. I think three and a half, it closed at, and the Bucks just uh, whooped them the whole second half outscored them 21 to 10 in the second half and they're actually leading at halftime 13 to 10 anyway so the bucks controlled that full game and then uh, the texans beating the titans was interesting because the titans started out as a 13 and nothing lead then 13 to 3 at half couldn't score but the fourth quarter they kick a field goal <laughs> you know uh absolutely insane forced overtime and the texans ended up winning in overtime just based upon stopping the titans so that was uh, that was interesting, but not really a lot of craziness. I mean, the Jets. Some people thought that they were, had a chance this game, and they lose thirty to nothing. And I should have jumped on Miami when that thing got all the way down to seven. I was pretty surprised myself seeing that number, the adjustment. But either way, that wasn't close. Chiefs twenty-seven to seventeen. They cover as a road favorite. Uh, Saints blow away the Giants in that Tommy DeVito nonsense that's been going on i watched navito or devito back when he was in syracuse and i watched him for that one year at illinois i never thought that he was nfl <laughs> and there's just just too much hype around that kid uh panthers upsetting the falcons i guess you can call that an upset even though falcons were only three-point road favorites but yeah that was a pretty ugly game lots of rain and carolina finally gets their second wind of the season uh niners blow out the cardinals just Cardinals making stupid mistakes and the Niners just could not be stopped on offense. Uh, the Rams were beating the commanders by a hell of a lot more and only won 28 to 20. So I found that interesting that the commanders were able to come back and Sam Howell was benched to, for Jacoby Brissett and Brissett actually played a good game. The Cowboys ended up getting sick. About 10 guys were sick 
before the game. So whoever bet the Cowboys and their teaser leg, which was maybe one of the most common teaser legs of the weekend, uh, very much got smoked on that unfortunateness. And to be honest with you, it wasn't just that. It's just Dak Prescott when he plays great teams. And I guess when they played the Eagles, the Eagles weren't great then. They were very injured, bad defense. You know, the Eagles, not even sure what category you put them in. I guess just a good team now, uh, the way they've been playing. We'll find out more tonight. And then the Ravens beat the lowly Jaguars <laughs> somehow 23-7. to And that was just a very head-scratching game at night as well. The good, the bad, and the ugly from the weekend. And we'll start right out with the good. Brandon Staley getting fired. I mean, that's good, but it's way overdue. But man, this guy was a total asshat. I, I just don't understand how you can think you're just so great of a coach. And, and what was even weirder is they asked him if he deserved to coach the team. And he said, yeah. How, how do you deserve to coach the team? after that performance in a rally spot, you know, but this has happened so many times. I mean, just the way they choked away that game against the Jaguars in the, in the playoffs, <laughs> finally, the dude gets fired way overdue, but the chargers, they don't know how to hire people just like the McCaskies at the Chicago bears, uh, the Bengals. I mean, that was just so clutch and man, you, you got to give it up to Jake Browning. Uh, you know, they didn't play the best game, but they figured it out at the end and, it, it took a little bit from the Vikings to win that game too. But man, you got to give credit to the Bengals. And wow, T. Higgins, he's good, man. What a freaking stud professional catch that that touchdown was when he reached the ball over with his right hand. That was absolutely unreal. And man, the way they caught them and came back in that game was awesome. And it pushed all the contests, you know, half point for them. And it was just... uh uh, one hell of a game and this is why you bet early i got the vikings at plus four and a half early in the week uh n- another good josh emmett's knockdown of bryce mitchell knock out i should say of bryce mitchell holy cow i mean he started shaking on the ground it's almost like you're scared he's gonna have a seizure but man I, that was one of the ones i lost on uh ufc 296 and that was just one hell of a just cold stone cold knockout and josh hammett didn't go out and smack him a couple times before the ref grabbed him he just stood there knew that that fight was over at that punch what a classy dude i like josh hammett man and dude he was bigger too once that fight started i was like "Ooh, i'm probably on the wrong side of that one (laughs) ufc 296 in general was awesome every fight except the main event was absolutely fantastic at UFC 296. I'm so glad I watched it. And uh, it's always going to have a big screen in my house when, uh, when when a big UFC event like that is on. Um, another good. There are only four undefeated college basketball teams in all of college basketball. <laughs> 363 teams. 362, I should say. And uh, one team dropped out. I mean, I'm not even sure who the hell it was. But anyways, only four teams? December 17th? That is absolutely insane to me. Ole Miss, James Madison, Oklahoma, and Houston. I mean, you know those teams are going to lose this year. There's absolutely no chance of a team running the table. 
Houston's probably got the best chance, but man, now that they're in the Big 12 here, <laughs> wait till you play Kansas. Wait till you play Iowa State. You know, wait till you play Texas, uh, Baylor. There, there's definitely going to be some opportunity to lose. Uh, another good for the Big Ten, and Big Ten basketball is looking pretty decent right now with Purdue beating Arizona. That was fun. Uh, you got to give props to the Big Ten there. And, and then uh, Michigan State had a big win against Baylor. That wasn't even a close game at all. One of my few bets that I lost in college basketball over the weekend. And uh, the Bills' playoff hopes for NFL. Wow, that's really good. I mean, they're still in it, and they're playing hard. And uh, we'll see if there's any hiccups here. But that game against Miami at the end of the season is going to be absolutely fantastic. Now for the bad and there's plenty of it man fumbles in that app state miami game i mean there's like 13 or 14 of them <laughs> it was just so rainy in that game and uh i just remember thinking like wow uh this can go in any direction but it's certainly not going over <laughs> it could even capitalize on the off fumbles the weather was so bad in that game and it was just like they're they like playing in a lake almost really fun to watch really if you like uh weather football games i do i, I mean who cares if it's under it's fun watching the snow pound them or the or the wind hit them or or obviously the rain coming down like it did uh i i guess the the one the weather games i don't like is light rain those are boring uh baylor's performance was bad against michigan state they just they're down by 20 with like the beginning of the game, the first 10 minutes of the game. And that was part just Michigan State looking good, and it was also part Baylor just couldn't hit anything. Absolutely looked terrible. And uh, it was their letdown game. It was in Detroit, Michigan. I knew it would be a partial home court for Michigan State, but, man, Baylor just – it's like they went out and partied the night before or something. I wish they would have told me that. Uh, Zag's revenge game against UConn. <laughs> that didn't work out on Friday night. That was bad. <laughs> and that was in Seattle. You know, the West Coast, your same state. You know, it's like that that was a partial home game, and you guys just absolutely got throttled at the end of that game. Uh, Sean Strickland started fighting Driscus Duplissi, and uh, I couldn't believe he started doing that. I didn't know the whole story, but that was in the crowd. You know, they're, they're scheduled to fight here in January, I believe. But, man, I, I cannot believe it erupted like that. Uh, there were some serious punches thrown from Strickland there. That was, that was uh, I mean, UFC fans seemed to love it. I thought it was a little a little crazy to see that. Uh, you know, it's like, come on, guys, don't injure yourselves. Let's see what happens in the ring. Another bad. The Bears choking a 10-point lead a game because that's what Eberlouz does. That's why I call him Eberlouz. As you remember, I've talked about Eberlouz many times. He loses. He's great at losing. He calls the wrong plays on defense when they're winning. He'll, like, blitz and leave receivers wide open and, third and long and uh he caused the you know getsy actually i should say calls the wrong plays on offense you know getsy just learned how to call how to draw up plays and actually they're all packers plays from matt lafleur and that's all he's good at he has no idea what to run at the end as a matter of fact justin fields up 10 points is is throwing the ball incomplete stopping the clock and taking 15 yard sacks it's like i know you can't run against cleveland but it's not about running it's about running the clock and keeping the defense on their toes, keeping the offense back in the in the 10-yard line. That, that's what it's about when you're up by 10, dude. You know, like, what are you doing? Absolutely unreal. 
Oh, idiot. The Falcons losing to Carolina. This was this is borderline ugly, but it was a division game in the rain. But still, man, losing to the worst team in football when you're in a playoff race. Oh my God, that coach over there, I, Arthur Smith. He's just another one of those dudes that you're like, how do you allow this, man? How do you allow this? You know, he he, he B. John Robinson, eight or nine touches against a team with a piss poor run D. What is going on there? And their only thing that Carolina does semi good with J.C. Horn back and everything is protecting the pass. Defensive pass is the only thing they're good at. Jesus. And then the Cardinals uh, and the commanders off the bye is bad. It's like, you think teams off the bye is usually buy on spots? Well, not the Cardinals and the Commanders because neither of them covered for you. So there you go. Both choked off the bye. That is freaking pathetic. Uh, at least the Cardinals played the Niners, I guess. Say. They put up a few points. Now for the ugly. Well, the Chargers just quitting. It's just, it's just ugly. Thursday night was just a terrible product, and it was just horrible to watch. And... uh the Chargers quitting was absolutely freaking pathetic. Um, another ugly. Colby Covington talking about people's dads like that. You know, people's dead dads. You know, to, to piss them off. It's like, dude, if you're really a badass, do you have to do that? Do you have to look like a jackass? And it's not about you caring. It's just about you're a jack. You're a bully. You're a jackass. He lose against a good. He fights and. You know, he, he's good at wrestling. He tried to wrestle a lot, but he finally at the end kind of took him down. And and Edwards is like, I'm just going to hug you down here. I'm not going to even bother try getting up. Why would I won this fight? And that's what he did. It was a terrible challenger performance. If you're Covington, you, you didn't even really scratch the dude, you know? I mean, it, it was just, what the hell, Colby? You know, that is just, I, the dude should not get any more title fights. You know, no more title fights for Colby. That is just crap. Um, Tommy DeVito's manager, Sean Stellato. I am so sick of this crap. I mean, you show up and make it about you. You put on this bright green suit. First, you act like you're all a tough guy with these thick pinstripe suits, like you're some Italian when people just, you know, glorify the Godfather and all the, you know, the casino and. Uh, uh, the Goodfellas, all those wonderful movies, which I love very much. But you playing the part for a guy that's like a, a, a borderline practice squad quarterback? Seriously? And first of all, DeVito, get rid of him if you actually do have a chance of signing somewhere because this dude is just all about himself and the cameras, man. What? That was just sad, especially the way you got looked and everybody did the whole Paisan thing to you every time you got sacked. That was pretty ugly. Um, another ugly, Trevor Lawrence's fumble. <laughs> He's, the Ravens turn it over. They have a chance to score and go ahead, and Lawrence just gives them the ball. Just, just falls right out of his hands unexplainably. He's, he, he, there's some mental stuff that he's, you got to fix with Trevor Lawrence. All the talent in the world, but size, speed, strength, durability, but just needs to put it together, and he hasn't yet. You know, um, I, I didn't understand that. The Jets taking money this week from the Sharp Betters against the Miami Dolphins. Unreal. <laughs> Losing 30 to nothing. 
Zach Wilson out there. Oh, my God. Why didn't I bet? That? Maybe it's ugly that I didn't bet the Dolphins. You know, it was because I was scared because their offensive line was so battered and Tariq Hill came out at the end. Man, I should have just realized who it was sometimes. I'm not perfect. Uh, <clears throat> Dallas and their sickness before the game. There's nothing I can do. I I finally backed the Cowboys just thinking, okay, they're, they're finally not They finally beat an above 500 team at home. They, they finally beat a good team. And uh, I think now that they're just getting disrespected, I decided to take them. I had them in the teaser, and they just put that absolute pile of crap up. And look, the refs sucked that game. They were completely favoring Buffalo. But still, even without those calls, you look terrible. Dak looks terrible out there. Dak is Colby Covington, maybe a very nicer version of Colby. But still, you, you bully the bad teams. And you just, when you step up, you, 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 you look completely different. It's like, who are you? You're a different person. And there was open receivers. There was the, the whole uh, commentators, I can't remember who they were, defending Dak. Nobody's open. No, bullshit. They're completely freaking open. Dak just was too scared to throw him the ball or something. I, that was absolutely ridiculous. Um, the next was the Jaguars driving down the field at the end of the first half. They did everything they had to do, got the timeouts, last chance to score. They get all the way to the five-yard line with 15 seconds left, and instead of spiking the ball, he has the guy run a little out route. Dude gets tackled next to the sideline. They couldn't get the ball there in time to score a touchdown or even take a field goal. All of that, all the timeouts you spend, driving all down the field with all that effort just to mentally screw that up, that was absolutely freaking terrible. And finally, the most ugliest thing was the Titans. You had to play a backup quarterback. You played the team without their top two receivers in Tank Dell and Nico Collins on your home field you beat Miami and this is the shit that you pull I cannot believe it and you blew some very late survivor picks by some people just by that massive choke I I'm mad at myself for not betting Texans and it just kind of came back down to three and I'm like nah can't get there i wish i did i had them in the teaser leg but that did nothing for me just because uh obviously my dallas side lost when you have to shoot shoot don't talk all right now it's time for a little nfl week 15 misleading final scores and all the chargers yards were garbage time so i'm not even gonna really count that so the Vikings outgained the Bengals, 424 to 378, yet lost 27 to 24. A two to one turnover ratio with Nick Mullins being just a poor clutch quarterback killed the Vikings. The Cardinals outgained the 49ers, 436 to 406, yet lost 45 to 29. A two to zero turnover ratio did them in as well as no defense whatsoever. I wouldn't say a lot of that was all garbage yards too because. They're they're putting up yards against the Niners throughout the whole game. It's just that they gave a pick six. Uh, they couldn't st- couldn't stop them one drive. So the offense wasn't quite as bad 
for the Cardinals than than the defense was, and that was at home. Uh, just didn't cover, missing some two point conversions. The Ravens only outgained the Jaguars three ninety six to three thirty three, yet won twenty three to seven. Should have been a hell of a lot closer than that. A two to one turnover ratio and poor rushing defense, allowing two hundred and fifty one yards on the ground, killed the Jaguars. NFL Week sixteen betting spots. Starting with letdown spots, not many, but the Panthers could could uh, let down hosting the Packers after a division win. Uh, so, I mean, here's the thing. they It's not like they're playing for anything. They got a big win. You know, get their monkey off the back a little bit. Well, now they got to play the Packers. Uh, the Jets could crumble after missing the playoffs. It could have an, an opposite effect, but I lean more towards them just being done. I mean, if I was a player on the Jets, maybe I'm done. I don't know. Embarrassing as it was, you can't trust the Jets to cover as a small dog. I mean, because once the game gets out of hand, I I, I can see lackluster effort. And just kind of keep that in mind for any team that is out. Um, Once the game gets out of hand, they might be finished. Get up spots. The NFC South. The whole NFC South needs to get up. The NFC North needs to get up. NFC South minus Tampa, really, and the NFC North minus the Lions. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to win, and that doesn't mean they're any good. You know, It doesn't mean you bet on them because it's a get-up spot. If they're playing another team that um, is bad, maybe you look at it like that. But in this, in general, I only mention it because these teams need it, and you at least expect a beginning effort from them. Chargers get a, a bump for uh, the fired coach, but did that work for the fired quarterback last week? No, but the coach was the problem. <laughs> so uh, the injured quarterback last week isn't much of a bump It was as is for Staley being fired. So now the Chargers probably need to play with a fire under their asses. Uh, the Broncos, after being embarrassed, a big get-up spot for them this week against the Patriots. And look ahead spots, there's none. You know, teams are fighting for the number one seed. Teams are fighting for the playoffs. And uh, the only thing that you really look for is uh, teams to possibly not even care this week. Maybe, like I said, for the letdown Panthers and maybe the Jets. All right, now it's time for our college football free pick for bowl games. And we're going to go to the Northwestern Wildcats. And, man, this team... Really surprised me, if you remember me talking about them. Uh, I couldn't believe the effort that they put up for this game. New coach David Braun is going to have them fired up. And when you look at their opponent, Utah, I mean, they played without Cam Rising all year. And they have a bunch of dudes in the transfer portal. Quarterback Nate Johnson, uh, Bryson Barnes said he's going to play in the bowl game at least. But then they have a wide receiver, Mikey Matthews, in the transfer, two cornerbacks that played, uh, one played a bunch of snaps, one didn't. Uh, Utah lost a couple important defensive starters, uh, Landon or Lander Barton and Edge Logan Fano earlier in the year to injury. Um, and uh, wide receiver Devon Veli, 669 snaps, one of their best receivers, is opting out. Uh, for the NFL draft. And there's a couple other guys that might be holding out as well. But this Northwestern team was absolutely formidable this year. They had an amazing finish beating the Badgers uh, starting 
probably even earlier than that. This this uh, Northwestern team, uh, give me one second. Uh, they beat Maryland at home, thirty three to twenty seven. Uh, they beat Minnesota earlier in the year, thirty seven to thirty four. At the end, they beat Wisconsin twenty four to ten, Purdue twenty three to fifteen, and Illinois at Illinois in the rivalry, forty five to forty three. You know, you got to give a lot of props to Ben Bryant there. He played a. He's been playing really good. Sixty two percent completion percentage, eleven touchdowns, now six interceptions. He just kind of got better and better uh, throughout the season. And Cam Porter is rushing pretty well too as a running back. Now, when it comes to the stats, you know Utah wins most of it because. You know, they had a pretty good season throughout the whole season. It took Northwestern a while to gel after Coach Patterson was fired, if you remember. But they're still only minus 0.58 net yards per play. Uh, Utah is minus 0.09. So even with that, it still doesn't show that much of a difference here. Uh, Northwestern is 99th in offensive success rate. Utah's only 81st. You know, they can't really throw the ball that well, and they're missing their best receiver. Northwestern's defense certainly got a lot better. I think you give the motivation to Northwestern. Utah expected bigger things. And uh, I like Northwestern to not only cover the spread, but probably to win this bowl outright this Saturday, December 23rd at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Take Northwestern plus six and a half. Sprinkle the money line for two stars. How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? All right, now it's time for a little fantasy football with our guy, D-Nasty. Now it's time for a little fantasy football, week 16. And Dave, I hope you're feeling a little bit better, my man. I know you are under the weather uh, last week. Yes, yeah, sir, about that, guys. Uh, but yeah, I'm feeling much better, actually. Uh, a little down after that, Packers, another second loss in the row, though. That kind of hurt me. I was watching that game while laying in bed, and it was no fun to watch that game last week or this week. Yeah, I mean, Packers have been terrible. The Bears are like right on the verge of playoffs and blow the freaking 10-point lead at the end. That was painful. You know, the Bears, the Packers, and the Vikings all just were bad. Well, well, the Packers didn't really choke it away. They were just getting beat. But the Vi- oh, yeah. Vikings and the Bears, they choked away both their games terrible. And it was just – the truth is, is that that's just who they are. It's like bad teams find ways to lose. It's just – Teams that are just not playoff teams. And I tweet out today, the truth is there's only one team that is legit, and that's San Fran in the NFC, and there's four in the AFC. And it's really, you got to throw Kansas City in there. You got to throw Baltimore in there. Probably Miami, yet they still haven't beaten a good team. And uh, Buffalo. You know, those are the only teams that you you can take seriously, right? Oh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Even Miami, like you said, I'm kind of iffy on them still. Like they, they proved they can win without Tyreek Hill, but they beat the Jets though, so uh, that's not really proving that much actually to me. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> the Jets, big deal, right? Um, exactly. And, and after the Jets, you know, they got the Cowboys this week, so and hopefully the Cowboys are healthy now too, because the Cowboys themselves have been uh, a little banged up, you know, a little injured. I, I guess it was really the flu or something is what they had, and it was kind of last minute of announcement. Couldn't get out of my teaser legs or anything, so I just sucked that one up. But um, yeah, if you had Dak and 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 some of those guys, you you probably had a bad week. Yeah, and it's playoffs too, so it hurts a lot of people. It's, it sucks when the the high the guys that are performing and get you here don't perform in the playoffs, so it kind of kills you. 
Yeah, it certainly does, man. Well, you know, uh, let's get into it. Bye weeks, there's really none, no more. There's done, we're done with bye, so we'll go into key injuries. And, uh, you know, hopefully you made it to the next round of your playoffs. The way I do fantasy in my leagues is uh, if you don't make the playoffs, there's a uh, bracket to pick first through uh, sixth. You know, that's uh, the way it should be. You know, you make people play for something all the way to the end so they're not dropping good players or no shenanigans is happening, you know, and uh, they kind of stay involved. So I think that's important to have a set up league, uh, have a consolation bracket set up for draft picks. So whoever wins that gets the first pick of the draft. Um yeah, key injuries, Marquise Brown injured his heel. You know, he possibly can come back this week, though. But the big injury is Keaton Mitchell from the Ravens. He's been really ripping it up the last month or so or longer, and now he's out for the season. So tough on him, and he probably won't even be back by the beginning of next season. So that's how serious those ACR tears are. Tears are. Uh, Jamar Chase injured his shoulder. Uh, it looks like uh, something separated. He had an MRI, and it looks like he's missing, missing next week. So that's big news. We just heard that today, so Jamar Chase will be out next week, and uh, we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, Jaden Reed from the Packers injured his toe and had to leave the game, so we'll see how uh, Jaden Reed's affected after this, Dave. Uh, Zach Wilson got concussed. I mean, hopefully you're not starting Zach Wilson. You probably aren't listening to this episode. <laughs> and care, You probably have no care about fantasy football if you start Zach Wilson, so... There you go with that. And then quarterback Trevor Lawrence uh, got concussed as well in that awful Sunday night game. And, and Zach Moss uh, injured his shoulder. But they think he can maybe go next week. But we will have to see, Dave. Who do you have? Uh, you covered all the, the key injuries that I had as well. There's a couple of defensive guys that were out there. But other than that, uh, you covered everyone that I had. Jimmy Ward uh, ruled out with a concussion. Safety for the Texans. Uh, Marcus Williams, safety for the Baltimore Ravens, he was out with a groin injury. Uh, but other than that, you got all the key injuries. We can, uh, a couple of guards were injured too, which are key. Actually, a very key injury though was Zach Martin for the Cowboys. So we'll see that how how that affects him next week against the Dolphins because uh, once he went out, the running game kind of suffered and they, they couldn't pass protect as well either. So that's a key part of their line. So we'll see how that affects him next. Week. He doesn't play. Two teams that can't beat good teams, you know. Uh, well, something's got to give next week. It's me or seeing this cut Dolphins versus Cowboys game. You bet the under. <laughs> um, exactly. Okay, well, let's get into the waiver wire then, Dave. Who do you have that we're picking up? All right, great. Uh, well, Trey Simeon Sermon for the Colts actually had a good game after Zach Moss went out. So he's a guy you definitely want to take a look at if Zach Moss is out again. Uh, Baker Mayfield, one of his best games of the year against my poor Packers, poorish defense. Um, definitely on the fire Joe Barry team now, or train now. Uh, definitely don't mind if they fire the D coordinator now, but I was sticking up for him before when they were winning in, in the three-game stretch where they were winning against good teams, but defense is just putrid. Uh, I have to agree now with everyone else that's been on the Barry boat. Uh, definitely he needs to be canned, but Baker Mayfield had a perfect quarterback rating. Threw for over 300 yards and four touchdowns. So <laughs> he torched the Packers, man. That secondary looked terrible last week or last yeah, yesterday, man. actually. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, it was tough to watch. And then we were missing tackles. We couldn't even tackle him on a little screen wide receiver screen. It was horrible. Uh, another guy, Joe Flacco. Uh, you wouldn't think this, but Joe Flacco has actually been playing very well as well. Uh, he had 44 pass attempts, 374 yards, two touchdowns. He had three interceptions, but. Uh, he, in all three of us starts this year, he's re- reached 300 passing yards, which is pretty rare. I think Zach Wilson has one 300-yard passing game all year, and Flacco's already got three, 
and all the games he started. So that's pretty awesome, actually, for Flacco. Good for him. I'm cheering for the guy and for the You're breaking up a little bit. Gardner Mellon, he had a great game this week as well. So he's another guy you can take a look at. Uh, Nick Mullins against Detroit is a good favorable matchup. And Nick Mullins actually played pretty well. Even though the Vikings did lose, he played pretty well. Uh, so that's another guy you want to keep an eye on if you do need a quarterback. Uh, hopefully not having to start any of these guys for the playoffs. But if you do have some key injuries or something else happen, uh, definitely good guys to pick up. Ty Chandler, he's actually a guy that could really help you in the playoffs. Uh, he had over 100 yards this past week, 23 carries, 132 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Also had three catches for 25 yards as well. So uh, he could actually be a league winner if he's still out there. Definitely scoop him up. Uh, Jerick McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Actually, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had a very good game, actually. Uh, four, four receptions, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and McKinnon had Well, he should be owned by now. I, both of those should yeah. have been owned from last week's injuries. So, Yeah, definitely they should. Uh, Zamir White, if the, he wasn't picked up last week, another guy. Uh, he, he actually played very well and filled in for Jacobs very well uh, with that 60-point game. I wonder if Jacobs had. is back this week, you know, though. I, I think they expect I think he's borderline, yeah. So I, I, would, I would pick him up as a handcuff, if anything, or if pick him up in case Jacobs is out, but you could throw him on your bench. But other than that, uh, I don't know if he'll be starting him. Jacobs is back. He's definitely not starting him. So, no, I, I definitely agree. Uh, you're breaking up a little bit, so I'm. I, you're bre- you're you're actually breaking. They remind him of Devontae Adams, which is very high praise for. Him. What's ha- that? We're having some inter- we're not having some internet issues here between you and me, but uh, uh, you covered a good amount of them until you started breaking up. Uh, I'm going to go into mine, and hopefully this internet's going to clear up a little bit. Uh, I got Justice Hill. He's going to be the big beast for the injury to Keaton Mitchell. And I think he's the guy that you're going to be really looking at here this week. He'll share with Gus Edwards. Um, C.J. Beathard might be a streamer for the uh, Trevor Lawrence injury, but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Lawrence is, you know, obviously uh, possibly still going to play, but if you're checked for a concussion, you never know. Uh, Tyler Boyd, now that Chase is going to be out, he could be huge. Uh, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, too. So I like Tyler Boyd this week. Uh, Trey Tucker, he exploded this week for the Raiders. Now, I don't expect the Raiders to do what they did uh, against the Chargers often, Dave. I, I think this might have been more of an apparition. But uh, uh, just just if you're desperate, Trey Tucker's out there. And Demarcus Robinson, too. He's kind of just getting the big plays for the Rams. So I kind of like Demarcus Robinson a little bit. Uh, in this situation as well. So you, you got to give him some cred. Uh, and Amari Demarcado for the Cardinals. He, You know, it's funny, Dave. The Niners defense gave up a lot of rushing yards to Connor and Demarcado last week. It was kind of weird to see. I'm wondering if it was something that's sustainable or not. Well, actually, the Niners were without their two big tackles. They're, they had some injuries uh, on the inside. So you wonder what's going to happen. Probably something to monitor this week if you want to start the Niners D, Dave. Yeah, definitely. And I like Devontae Wicks, too, for the Packers. He actually has been playing very well. Uh, he had six catches for 97 yards this past week, and he should continue to see a lot of targets come his way with Watson out, and especially with J- Jaden Reed out as well. And Noah Brown had a big game this past week as well with Collins on the shelf, too, and with Tank Dell out. And then Josh Downs, there's an injury we forgot to talk about. Michael Pittman left with a concussion and did not return. 
Uh, he might be up this possibly this week. So Josh Downs is actually a guy uh, you might want to take a look at picking up as well. Heck yeah. And Seattle just scored to go ahead to Jackson Smith and Jigba. And guess what? DK Metcalf just went over his yardage, buddy, this drive. Ooh, I needed that. He had like eight yards in the first half. So that was huge, man. I'm happy about that. Big time. Wow, what a what a crazy game this is. Now there's uh, about a minute left or uh or less even for the Eagles to get down there and try to get a field goal to tie this thing. So that's pretty amazing. Um Yeah, 28 seconds left. Yep. Yep, 28 seconds. She's way less than a minute. That's awesome. <laughs> oh man. Go Seahawks. Huge upset for the Seahawks. Yes, yes, huge upset on the way. Um, great. Let's get into non-starters trending up for week 16. I have uh Khalil Herbert versus Arizona's bad run D. I think he's going to have a monster game for the Bears. It's kind of a little get-right game for the Bears, you know. I see that coming up this week. Uh, Chuba Hubbard versus the Packers, crappy D. I can see Chuba Hubbard having a uh, a big week as well. Chuba uh, is not always started by everybody, so Chuba should run all over the pack. Uh, quarterback Baker Mayfield uh, against Jacksonville's D. I like that matchup, too. I think Mayfield keeps slinging it, dude. He's been looking great so far. Uh, wide receiver James Godwin, you can pair him up with Mayfield, too, and obviously you're starting Evans anyway. But, yeah, James Godwin against Jacksonville's D. Uh, Tyler Conklin, I don't know who's throwing for the Jets this week, but, man, they have a really good matchup against the Washington football team, or the commanders, I should say. So, man, I don't know what quarterback, but I think the tight end should be a big target for the guy that's going to be in there. Gabe Davis. Simeon will be in there. They're saying Trevor Simeon, but who knows if Zach Wilson plays or not, concussion supposedly, but we'll see. Yeah, you know, it's uh, Tyler Conklin. You're not going to start him over, like, Likely or something. Likely has been oh, just an absolute beast. And I, I started Likely in your league. That's why I had over 200 points part of the reason this week. It was a great week for me there. Uh, Gabe Davis from uh, the Chargers is, uh, is is one to pick up, too. I think he's uh, uh, versus the Chargers, I should say, for the Bills. The Bills are just pounding teams right now. And uh, wide receiver Parker Washington versus the Buccaneers, I think, is good. On the other side of the thing, uh, Parker Washington uh, should be able to get some big yards for the Jaguars because they're so hurt. And Zay Jones, too. I'll say Zay Jones and Parker Washington for Jacksonville. That, Dave, who are your non-stars trending up for a week? Eight, six, uh, I do like the I like Josh Palmer, actually. He's actually this week i started him uh, he put up 20 points for me this past week 100 yards and i like him he's gonna be the main guy if keen allen is out again uh, i do like the gabe davis pick too that you said i like him as a sleeper this week chargers are just horrible on defense kind of like the packers right now so i definitely like that matchup i like Devonte wicks this week and romeo dobbs this week against the panthers uh, i think the Packers hopefully bounce back and get a win this next week and i like jordan love this week too against the packers uh, against the panthers at, for the packers Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like that matchup as well. Uh, I like the Commanders and the Jets. That neither one of them really have a good defense right now. The Jets have been struggling actually on defense, they, even though they're supposed to have a good defense coming into the year. I uh, have been; they have not looked well. So I do like Sam Howell this week, and I do like, like you said, that Conklin pick. I do like that pick as well. Uh, and I think Brees Hall actually has a big week this week too against the Commanders after they trade away a lot of their D linemen. Oh yeah, uh, I do. I think you said Baker Mayfield there. You're breaking up again. I do like Baker Mayfield uh, this week, and I do like the Chris Godwin pick as well. I like both of them as well, like you were saying. 
I do agree with you on both of those. Uh, I do like Justin Fields this week against the Cardinals defense. I don't think the Cardinals defense is that good. I think Justin Fields could have a big week this week, uh, along with Cole Komen, who's you, who you're starting at. But I do like both of those guys. Those guys are definitely both trending up. Uh, Jaleen Waddle, uh, he had a huge game this past week. If Tyreek Hill is out again, I could see him having a big week again. Uh, and and Raheem Mostert, too, he could have a big week this week against the poor Cowboys' run D. Uh, their run D was just horrendous last week against the Bills. So uh, definitely he is trending up as well. Uh, and the Chiefs this week, I like Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and McKinnon both this week against that poor Raiders D. Uh, I think they, they come back down to earth and they're not scoring as many points this week. And I like Swift and Gainwell this week, too, against the Gi- Giants as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. I definitely think Swift, Swift, uh, Swift and Game are going to have a payback game if the C, if the Eagles lose this. It looks like there's an interception here. We'll see about the review if his feet was in, but this is pretty nasty going on. Um, yeah, I uh, I agree with those. Um, I think that uh, you, you hit them, but just be careful. You know, this is the playoffs here. In most cases, you gotta you gotta win this game and. Don't make any mistakes. Uh, you know, if you're gonna, you're, we're free for questions too. Just tweet us at the Odds Breakers, and uh, and we'll definitely answer those. So let's get into our bus, Dave. Who do you have? All right, some Saints have a great run defense. So Kyron Williams, I'm downgrading him this week, even though he's been a stud this year. Uh, the Saints have a tough run D, so I'm downgrading him. Uh, I like that this week. Uh, and then I don't like Mixon this week against the Steelers. He's been struggling this year, and the Steelers have a tough run D too as well. Uh, I like that. Don't like that matchup for Mixon. Uh, I, I do not like Texans this week. I don't think Case Keenum has a, as good of a week this week against that tough Cleveland D. Uh, Cleveland D is going to be all over him this week. Uh, I don't like that matchup for them. Uh, another one I don't like is going to be the Cardinals. Bears have been on point on defense this past week. I even picked them up in one of my leagues this week, and they scored a touchdown for me. So I don't like Kyler Murray against the tough Bears. D. I hate to say it, but yeah, Bears <laughs> have been playing great defense lately. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, I'm downgrading him this week. I don't like I don't like Kyler Murray this week against the Bears. D. I don't like the Dolphins against the Cowboys. D. And their pass D is still good. The run D is not good, but I think Tua struggles a little bit against that tough pass rush for the Cowboys. Uh, I don't like that matchup. And the Ravens, I'm, I'm downgrading them against the 49ers. 49ers, I think, are the team to beat this year right now. They're, they're just rolling right now. I'm downgrading Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards uh, against that tough 49ers D as well. Yeah, I totally agree with those. Uh, anybody against the, the the Browns, I mean, they just look vicious. Devin Singletary, Damian Pierce, you know, those guys are tough. And I don't know if C.J. Stroud's playing, but I wouldn't play him if I could help it. That's a tough matchup. Uh Terry McLaurin versus the Jets is a little suspect, too. He had his big game this week. I think he's going to falter. Jordan Love versus the Panthers, even, believe it or not. The Panthers, actually, the only thing they do good is against the pass, and I worry about Love a little bit there. Plus, you know, there's so many banged-up receivers with the Packers. Uh, Josh Jacobs versus the Chiefs is bad. So if it's Zamir White or Josh Jacobs, I don't like either. Aiden O'Connell versus the Chiefs, I don't like. The Chiefs are kind of – this is their time to catch heat, usually. Gus Edwards versus the Niners, like you said. The, the Niners have a great D. Uh, David Montgomery versus the Vikings. I don't like that that for the Lions there in, in Minnesota. Devin Singletary versus the Browns could be a bust. So Devin Singletary, or actually I mentioned that, sorry. Kyron Williams is what the one you mentioned I like. But definitely uh, anybody against the Browns, as I said before. Javante Williams versus the Patriots is a little suspect. Patriots actually have the second and third best run D. So they're just playing all these low-scoring games. So careful with that. And James Conner, of course, versus the Bears. Very rough, Dave. Good stuff, man. Let's get into our nasty sleeper, bud. And I'm going to go with Ezekiel Elliott, the running back 
for the Patriots, believe it or not. And I think Stevenson will still be on the shelf. And Denver's defense is just so bad, Dave. I love Zeke to run all over the place. And uh, you saw Denver's defense give up uh, a ton of rushing yards just this last week, didn't you, against the Lions? Oh, yeah, definitely. And one of the other guys I want to add in there, too, I'm done green Saquon Barkley, too, against the Eagles. The Eagles actually have a very good run D, so uh, I don't like them or D- D- Tommy DeVito against the tough Eagles run D. The pass D is not as good, but their run D is legit, so I definitely want to downgrade him. And then my, my D-Dasty sleeper of the week, last one of the year for me, is going to be Gabe Davis. We both talked about him against that poor Chargers defense. They just can't guard anybody, and their secondary is just atrocious. Yeah. I'm going with Gabe Davis as my DNST sleeper of the week this week. Definitely uh, Gabe Davis for sure, man. That's a good call. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, it's going to be a crazy weekend. Uh, there's what weather. I'd be watching for weather games. So if it's going to be downpouring, check the weather and kind of think that the running game is better than the passing game if it's uh, – if it's if it's raining, you can still pass the ball. But if it's windy, definitely the running game is what you want to target in those situations. Unless you're playing like Cleveland's defense or something like that. Well, Dave, uh, I'm not sure if you're going to be back next week because next Sunday Monday is Christmas. So I plan on just doing a quick show us on Christmas night or maybe the next morning and get the pot a little late. But man, thank you for coming on this year again. You always rock it, and uh, your 14 fantasy leagues. I'm glad you made the playoffs in eight of them, man. But we really appreciate you here, buddy. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I always, I always love doing this. I look forward to next year already. Yeah, Thanks definitely. for having me. No problem at any time. So thank you guys for always listening to this show as well. Sorry for the internet connection. Sometimes that happens, but uh, you know, we'll get through that. And uh, if you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at The Odds Breakers. Have a great rest of your week, and go get some winners. <laughs>